like to welcome everybody to another Tuesday night, Kensington, Maryland, the Champagne Room of Podcast Studios, joined by Kevin Ricca. Man, the Zach Brown Band signs up for a one-year DC tour, brother. Tim Strachan? It's a good day when Zach Brown decides to join your squad. Senor Vines. Andrew Vines in the house. Mikeless. I'll do the speaking for you, buddy. I'm Ken Marangolo. This is the Audible. This is off season on the brink, and it's it's getting brinkier by the second. But we did make an awesome addition ahead of the draft. But the draft is still our main focus, I think, at this point in time. Oh yeah. And I wanted to do something uh, fun tonight. I wanted to go on the clock. I wanted to come up with some random scenarios and put us on the clock. That we're we're being timed. There's no room for a lot of the. BS that goes on in this basement tonight. I take, I take offense. This is serious. For for Kevin, myself, and Steve, when Ken says, I want to you know, have fun tonight. Like, not, no, like, we no, this is serious. And it's serious, so we bring in Steve Schaub. You want to have fun seriousness. tonight? Just tonight? This is for real. Steve Schaub, we appreciate you being here. Yes, we do. We'll let you guys hash that out later. Yeah. Thank you very much, Steve. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Always, always fun to come on, talk skin, talk draft. Well, I got to tell you, buddy, I haven't slept in two days after going on fanspeak.com to simulate the draft. What an awesome tool. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're someone out there that loves the draft and loves the skins, don't get on there. If you also love, you know, internet gambling, solitaire, because it is, it is, <laughs> Steve, I mean, I know you've got, you've been down this road. I could not stop hitting redraft. <laughs> Try yeah. again. Oh, man, that was fun. Well, thanks, no, and that's, that's what we uh, we aim to do. We whether you're at work trying to kill time in the office or late at night, you know you can't sleep, or you know while you're watching the Nats game or Wizards game or Caps game or whatever game, uh, you know you can run some drafts, and so that's what that's what's fun about it is you get to try, try all these different scenarios and you know see which ones you like, see which ones you don't like, but you get to see different variables, which makes it cool. It is cool. And the variables, you give so many that you don't get the same stuff over and over again. It's a different draft every single time. There's a different chance to get one of your favorite players every single time. Then you get to the middle rounds, and you got to start doing some thinking, gentlemen. You know, you're thinking for the whole Redskins nation here. Although, you can trade, too. I know. I know. I haven't gotten to that level yet. We Come on. To, I will. I will. But it's going to cost my family. But So go to FanSpeak. Become... You know, members of the premium package. Maybe, maybe, maybe even if you are like a, you know an online gambler or have any of those problems, go to, go here. Maybe it's different. Maybe it'd be better for you. The addiction is pure. I would never say don't don't get on. You it. can bet on yeah. the draft. By the way, Definitely you can bet a lot it. of money on the draft. This is a perfect prep tool if you are going to bet on the draft. Well, now this it's, is you can inform yourself. I'm going to be living in your basement <laughs> as, as, as far as this conversation goes. All right, so Steve, here's the thing. We're going to throw some scenarios out there, and uh, we're, all, we're on the clock uh, with not a lot of time to think. And I have four main scenarios, uh, two of which are, are trading scenarios and two of which are picking scenarios. So for the first scenario, uh, I'm, I'm just going to make a straight BPA deal. And this is where Bruce has to put his big boy pants on and take – uh, the best player available, and Dalvin Cook is not on the board, and neither are our most coveted defensive 
prizes, including um, even a Malik McDowell. And, and Jonathan Allen did not fall to us. So, Steve, uh, I'm going to come around to you. We're going to give ourselves uh, a minute and a half, 90 seconds. Put them up on the, on the board, please, sir. And we we got to make a pick. We got to make a pick, boys. So, I personally, I think Christian McCaffrey is all of a sudden uh, a thought. Really? A thought. I mean, I, I'm thinking if I can't get the, I'm not going to force. Okay, so am I going to force a defensive guy here? I, I think the, uh, the this whole um, scenario says this is not a force. This is a BPA, the best player available. Um, it could be. It's probably, you know, it could end up being a John Ross or a. Um, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Kevin, you, you, I know you're, you're like, go, this is like a fantasy draft for you. You're so frantically going through your notebook. No, I just, we haven't said a lot of John Ross, and I think if it was the best player available, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I love his skill set. I don't know. Uh, I, I know best player available. I am a best player available guy, but I don't know how John Ross is going to do out wide. I think yep. uh, he's going to make his early bones in the league as a slot, and I think we got one of those who's going to be yep. one of the best. Yeah, I think there's, it's I a little too. too crowded there right now. Ooh, yes, it is a tad bit crowded, and I just – it's Not pretty crowded out wide, too. There's some big, big boys up there, and I know we don't have a speedster. Let's, Christian let's, McCaffrey gives this offense a whole lot of dynamic. Let's yield uh, some time to Steve. What do you got? Sorry. I, I'm all aboard the Christian McCaffrey train. I think he is an impact player, impact offensive weapon. I think the idea that he can't run 250 times during the course of the year, like some people suggest, is way overblown. This guy, you know, just carried the load at Stanford, ran in between tackles, did everything they wanted from him. And everything. he can also catch 70 balls this year also. I mean, he's just so immensely talented. He's the closest thing in this draft to the next Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and what? Even more than Fournette? Well, I mean, Fournette's a pure running back, and I think he can be okay as a receiver, similar to Zeke Elliott. But if you're looking for that dynamic two-way player, you know, I I think the better comp for McCaffrey just down the board is a LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Charles. Um, But you know that that Le'Veon Bell, obviously the complete back. I mean, he kills you every single down because he can beat you every single down. And also McCaffrey, he does try to do that, you know, patience in the hole. He'll literally stop on a dime and then start running again. Uh, you know, he doesn't do it as well as Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is the only guy that's seen do it since Barry Sanders. Sorry, that was the... Uh... The fans, the fans, they're called, they're, they're, look, we're being asked for a pick, sir. <laughs> it's Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yes. Oh, what? Yes. I, I'm going with him. It is. I guess, I guess, I, I don't know. It's been, I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually, so shocked to hear. I'm actually, and Steve I'm, I'm, glad to, I'm glad to hear you because I, I would love, don't, don't get me wrong, I would love for that to work out. I just find him more than you, you know, more about the, the, the draft and where he is right now than I do. But he seems to me to be kind of like that shiny object everybody's kind of enamored with right now that may not may or may not come through. And if those guys aren't there that you really truly need, or like a Dalvin Cook, I, I would trade that position. Nice, <laughs> I got it in. I'm, try, I'm like I'm, we're, we're trying some new things. I don't I don't know exactly how that's working, but I think we just drafted Christian McCaffrey. I think at FedEx Field right now, a lot of people are looking confused, like not sure if they should be happy. We all think he, they should be happy. Um, I think this is a, 
a strong possibility of the way the draft could go as far as a who's available when we pick standpoint. Sure. Um, but let's, let's mix in a trade down scenario. Okay. So, um, I'm going to give you the 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 first of my two trade down scenarios. Steve is a trade for real scenario where you're actually getting a uh, good value from a team that's looking uh, to move up and get a player they covet, and Bruce Allen comes off looking uh, like he's doing his job well, kind of a deal. Um, we're at 17. Uh, we there, there are. Uh, you know, there's maybe Malik McDowell is available. Maybe maybe Dalvin Cook is available. In this scenario, we are saying he is av- available. Um, but in this scenario, we're trading down. Give me a sense, Steve, this time you're betting leadoff. Give me a sense of what we can expect to get back in value if, if a team wants to jump up and get an offensive player like Dalvin Cook. Um, and what would make Bruce Allen look good uh, to, you know, you know, if he's moving back in the first round, all of a sudden you're you're swimming in a whole different pond, um, catching different kind of fish. Who are you looking at in that area? Well, obviously the most value comes from when you're trading a, a pick involved in a quarterback. I mean, quarterbacks just always carry extra value, and uh, you do have some teams at the bottom below us who could be looking for a quarterback, Texans, Chiefs, Steelers maybe as well, uh, looking for the, you know, the heir apparent. So those would probably bring the most value. And obviously they're all a little later. So you're naturally looking for at least a third rounder to start. Once you get to the Texans pick, if you're only trading back to like 21, 22, probably going to max out at like a fourth rounder, maybe a fourth and the seventh. Um, you know, so if you're talking about like a top offensive weapon, maybe it's a, a tight end who, you know, somebody wants, um, you know, later in the first round or, like you said, Joker. maybe Dalvin Cook, maybe maybe a Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Um, you know, so you know, or or John Ross. I mean, you mentioned him with the first scenario. If you're a team that needs a receiver, I think there's a big drop off after John Ross, the next group of receivers. So you might jump up and you know get that guy. So it, it, a lot of it depends on where, how far back you're going. I'd say if you're looking 24, 25 on, you should be hoping to get at least a third rounder back. Uh, plus maybe something else if you know you start getting to 28 29 30 type range yeah but who are you Before taking that, who are you taking at that spot in the bottom of the first round cuz you're you're getting that you're getting that guy and i think that becomes oh, okay. you yeah. know what i mean um uh, you know to me i'm i'm going back to kind of a best player available i don't think the redskins have filled any need to the point where it's locked in for the next 3 years so I'm taking whoever's out there. If it's top running back still available, uh, I'm definitely on board with any of these guys, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Um, I, I think the other guy, we could see a safety. I think there's safeties at the end of round one. Guys like um, <clears throat> Melifonwu from UConn, maybe uh, Buda Baker from Washington. I think those guys would make a lot of sense uh, to, to help fill a safety board. Melifonwu. I, I think the Redskins are dying to trade down. I think Bruce Allen is a trade downer. I think he's just waiting for that call. Um, of all the scenarios, to me, I think Bruce Allen wakes up on that Thursday morning, and he's when he's eating his breakfast, all he's thinking is, who am I going to trade with tonight? I think it's possible. I, I just think... I Very think, possible. Now, I have a second trade scenario, and I'm going to leave that one for last. But now we're going to go to... The, the pick at 17, and instead of best player available, 
We're going to decide who the Redskins force at 17. Bruce Allen sees top defensive prospects go off the board. He, he might have a shot at a Dalvin Cook. He might have a shot at a Christian McCaffrey, but that's not what he does. He decides to force for a need. So at, at number 17, we're, we're, we're on the clock. We're Bruce Allen, and we're saying, we have a hole to fill, and I'm going to find the best guy I can to fill that hole. T, do you, wanna, do you feel like taking a stab at that? No? You want to let our guests go? You're going to let Steve go first on that yeah. one? Well, no, it's Kevin's turn. Kevin hasn't gone first yet. Kevin hasn't batted a leadoff. I get to go on the forced? I yes, go, I get, yes. I get you got to gotta force, force it. it. you got to force it. I don't want to force it. I'll tell you what. I'll force one. I'll force a Zach Cunningham on you. Well, that's, that was, that's a force. That's, that's, I think that's a force, no doubt. Is that a force, Steve? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think if, you know, this assumes obviously Foster and Reddick are off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cunningham or Jared Davis are kind of those next two guys, but neither are, feel, you know, top 20 worthy. So that's definitely forcing a pick. I, I do think that a force there is one of the many, many cornerbacks available. So many cornerbacks. Uh, I'm sure we can get a great one there. But I think if we took a cornerback at 17 with the amount of guys that are from 18 to 40 available, that that's a force, no matter who it would be. Because you can come back and still get a good I do good think we need a second. corner, but I don't think we need a first-round corner. But if it happens, we'll see. I just think we're forcing it if it's not, if it's not a Marlon Humphrey. I was, was going to say, if it's Marlon Humphrey. That's not a force. He might be there. I don't, I don't think that's a force. So I take Humphrey out of it. But okay. I love his, okay. He's an animal. I love his style. I love what he brings. He's a, he, he's a badass is what he is. Well, then I think we've all kind of said Zach Cunningham, and um, and we we say that. One, uh, well, go ahead, Steve. Well, I was going to say one other thing, kind of in that vein of forcing more position, uh, even though the value might be there, is uh, another edge rusher. Um, you know, they've there have been some you know reports from Kime and others talking that edge rusher is still in the mix, and you know they brought in T.J. Watt and uh, some other guys, so. That would be a force. I mean, even if they value T.J. Watt as the 17th best player or whatever, like, you know, you have Trent Murphy, you have Preston Smith, Grant Murphy suspended for his four games, you have Golette in the mix. Um, but that would be a force to, to get that right outside linebacker position. Real quick, before we get the buzzer in our ear, do you think Takarist McKinley and Taco Charlton would be a force as an edge guy at that spot? I like McKinley. I'm not a big fan of Charlton in the three, four system. I don't think he plays as well uh, when he's hands on the ground. Cool. I think that I can hear it. Can you hear that? Steve, could you hear that? Yeah. I, I mean, there's also common fart sounds, funny voices, crazy bizarre guitar. We're, we're going to get to those later, Kevin. Save the common fart sounds. Save the common fart sounds. Steve forces a six rounder. <laughs> yes. All right, so we've we've we forced a pick. We took who we thought was the best available. Um, we traded down for realsies and a good deal. Now is the is what I is the scenario that I fear the most with Bruce Allen because I do think he's looking to trade. I don't think he's looking to pick. It. I think at he's looking to trade partly because he is pooping his pants and in, in that if you screw up that first round pick. Yeah, he would take literally it, I mean, almost all anything eyes are to on him down, anyway. It's all it's all on him now anyway. Yeah, and that the pressure he's probably got on that first pick, if it becomes one of those four scenarios or something like that. Mm. I I'm calling this the trade down no balls scenario where I you just it. where you just trade That's down for no reason. Happen. And I think and I and I'll 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 
throw out the obvious one just so we can knock it out. Knock it out. If Dalvin Cook is sitting there and, and you trade down, um, I, you know, and don't get anything really good in return, like you know, uh, yeah. uh, especially outside, you know, even just assuming outside the realm of kind of those parameters, Steve, you said in the last last you know bit. Um, what do you got? Yeah, that, that would certainly qualify as like a little bit of meat, no potatoes. Yeah. Uh, that's a guy that could be a force on offense for us. I think without Lou, without having the big speed guy on the outside, we, we need to take our rushing game to the next level, and I think a little boost at the position, certainly that guy. And I know a lot of people disagree with that fundamentally, taking the running back in the first round. I get that, but I think this offense certainly, certainly could benefit next year, losing that downfield threat with, with, a, with a home run threat like a Dalvin Cook or a McCaffrey. Here I was thinking I was being the pessimist, thinking, you know, just because of all the crap that's going on that this is the safe move for him. But you just called it the, the no balls trade down. And if he screws that up at the same yeah. time, yeah. You, you screw up the safe pick. I mean, that's what I said. I was worried be, about it's a that, lot of responsibility. That could be the, just the, the worst, the way that things have gone here and the, the way that it's trending right now. That would be the worst. Yeah, I mean, there there's going to be a guy available that you could have a, a conviction about. There's probably going to be four or five of those guys. So to me, the, the trade-down, no-ball scenario is all about Bruce um, not having any conviction about a player uh, and how to make our team better, um, and as well as not getting you know, anywhere near the deal. That, you know, I'm saying he's going to make the deal you know, below market because a team's going to know that he doesn't want to make the pick. Yeah, what would Thomas Sula do at that point? I mean, that's what we're dealing with. He, yeah. He, when you say no conviction, that's what I'm hinting at. Uh, no conviction two weeks ago, he's like, well, the assistants that came in five minutes ago really had a lot of, but being more positive, Steve has got us taking Malik Hooker at that spot. He's God, not going to be there. I know, but wouldn't that be something? Uh, you know, Steve? It would be something. That Steve. would take away the no balls, small meat, no potato scenario. <laughs> No balls. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I think the crazy thing about this draft is it feels like somebody's going to fall um, just because there's a lot of outside of Miles Garrett who's elite, great, whatever, uh, you know, name your superlative, he, he's that. Um, there's something with everyone else, you know, Jonathan Allen, the arthritic shoulders, Foster, you know, some anger issues, maybe Bring some injury Bring issues. Bring them. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone has something, and especially if some quarterbacks jump into the first top 10 picks, somebody's going to fall. So maybe it's Hooker who does have injury issues um, himself. So, you know, yeah, well, Hooker has the, like the stomach issue. Fall. We want our inside linebacker to have anger issues. Isn't that part of what we're looking yeah, for? He's way more draftable today than he was before that happened. <laughs> for us. For us. Right. I, I, if Malik Hooker is there, you race up to the podium. Oh, uh, I mean, Thomas Sewell in a full sprint, head down. I've kind of given up on that possibility. There was a time when I had Malik Hooker as our first-round pick, and I've—I I just can't do that to myself. Well, as Doc Holliday said to Wyatt Earp, Steve, yeah. you're the only man that's ever given me hope. Because if Malik Hooker gets into the burgundy and gold at that 17 slot, there should be a collective cheer out everyone's window in, uh, in Washington. Montgomery County, PG, and all surrounding. Bruce would get crazy, Dad. What, what, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the stomach issue. What is the stomach issue? It's uh, that's exactly what they call them, like a rib cage sort of stomach muscular. It's like a more of a baseball injury almost. Those things are supposedly scary and scare a lot of people off. Like one of those those 
What, what, what well, let's say, Steve, what's his exact injury? Do you know what what it was? High hernias uh, or something I, like that, or yeah, it's it's it's, it's a yeah, I I I can't remember exactly. It's what a it core was. injury. Um, yeah, but it, it, yeah, it's something that he's had multiple issues with, and um, yeah, you know, some people that's that's kind of a red flag, and, and you know, some of that might just be leaking bad information, kind of thing. But good. Um, Hopefully, it was from Bruce. I mean, more, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more of the overall point. Like, there's not a perfect prospect outside of Garrett, even though there's a lot of really good ones. So somebody's going to fall. I, I'm not saying it's definitely going to be Malik Hooker. I mean, that's kind of the dream scenario. But Hooker, Foster, Allen, Barnett. Feeling, I'll take any of them. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's just a feeling that somebody is going to fall, and that's what makes this scenario. Uh, you know, the trade back scenario for not getting much in return, pretty interesting because even if it's, say it's not Malik Kicker, say it's a, a really good talent at another position, say it's Mike Williams is sitting there. Are oh, you I, passing I, up on I, Mike Williams? I'm not passing on Mike Williams. Here we go. If Mike Williams <laughs> fell in my yeah. lap, I'd take Mike Williams over Malik Cooker. Bam, said it. No. Yes, I would. Stop. Yes, I would. Steve, Steve, would you take Mike Williams over Malik Cooker? <laughs> uh, That's a no. No, it's not. I, I, it's, it's really tough because what I like, I, what I'll say is this. The safety class is really deep. I think you're getting guys in the second and third round who can start and be pretty good. Answer the wide question. Receivers, wide receivers, I don't know if anyone's coming close to Mike Williams' level of production. So he can, he's going to be an all-time long great. And hard. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I'm taking him because I do believe he's a Hall of Famer. You are a diehard Redskins fan. We have got wide receivers. We've had wide receivers. We've had great wide receivers for so many years. We've been missing a safety, a free safety to cover the field. Ah! Oh, Kevin. I hate the bus. You almost. I love you it making, you guys, though. You were so close to being right there. Damn. I love how he was about to touch the buzzer until he had a point he wanted to make, and then he just kind of put it down for a minute. Oh, wait. No, That's right when he took his left hand And then when you started going, Kevin, he hit the I buzzer. Know, I know. No, no. I thought that I like that. Buzzer. Steve, what did you think? Did you, were you stressed at all? I mean, you felt like you sound like you kept your, your calm. I, I was able to make it through. It, okay. was, it okay. was a little nerve wracking. Once right. I knew there was an actual buzzer there. Oh, yeah, because you, know, you had no idea when that buzzer was coming. Yeah. Ah, it's very stressful. Yeah. It's a selective buzzer. <laughs> yeah, we need someone else in here in charge of the buzzer. I don't know. I'm not ready to seed buzzer control. Well, you might have to buzz me right now because you keep saying Malik McDowell, and I just want to run by Steve real quick and drive me nuts. This guy's had his heart challenged, his passion challenged. Is there anything else to say? Haven't we gone through Stubby and Hainsworth? Like, I want to get him off the draft yeah, board. I, yeah, I I really have pretty much no interest in Malik McDowell. Me neither, man. Um, I, I mean, the way that I, I've termed it before, I've, I've written this on Hogshaven, I've written it other places. Malik McDowell makes Albert Hainsworth look like a team captain. It, just from some of the I've, reports I've, that I've you seen, hear, seen write that. I read that. And I, I mean, it's it just, it just sounds bad. Like everything that's come out about his combine uh, interviews were like that. Every team was just like, discuss, like discusses as bad, but just so unimpressed thought he was just, you know, just making excuses for everything. Yeah. Just no ownership of, you know, kind of quitting on his team and issues at Michigan State. So, I mean, somebody will take a shot on him. Somebody's going to draft him, obviously. It might not be in the first round, um, but I would just don't think the Redskins are the team that can get this guy to play uh, right. up to anywhere near his potential. 
Let's send this over to Redskin Park instantly. It sucks for rookies. They have to actually play for four years. When you're a veteran free agent, you just sign one-year deals. Right. These guys are like, what? I'm, I, I got a four-year contract? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. You roll around your fat ass with your paws in the air and just yeah. collect checks. We're done uh, with that. We're done with that. Well, hey, Steve, we're not done with you. We want to say thanks for being here tonight. We want to have you back immediately, if possible. Uh, we're going to come up with some more scenarios. We're going to attack the draft from a variety of different fronts. Um, and we, uh, we, uh, want, we want to encourage everyone to go to FanSpeak. Come on. Simulate yourself. Get the hopefully, Kevin, hopefully Kevin will get a little bit more sleep over the next course of the next week, you know, and not drink so much soda. I haven't even gotten to the trading stuff yet. Yeah, you got to oh, trade. You got to do some so trades. Trouble. We want to um, say thank you to all the Hogs Haven folks who threw us some dingers. I'd say, we, you know, for the most part, I didn't I didn't get word for word uh, some of the ones that I wanted to include in here, but I think I got I captured the sentiment of some, some of the things that people were, are afraid of. Out of Bruce Allen, out of the middle of the first round. Um, you can't do any better than having Steve uh, keep keep everyone calm and agree with me for the most part on Christian McCaffrey, which is <laughs> shocking. I, I think. agree with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I I, I threw it. I was throwing a dart there, and I was I was cowering for for, for the Shalp comeback. I mm. didn't get it. No, I I mean I was on board of Christian. To me, even before, and actually nothing's really changed for Zach Brown signing, but. My order of preference is Foster, Reddick, McCaffrey, and maybe now I'd bump McCaffrey to above Reddick. But that's, I mean, I, I think those are the impact guys that are re, are real reasonable options. I mean, Malik Hooker, if he's there, Mike, you know, those types of things. If one of those guys fall, um, but those those are my guys for the Redskins at seventeen. Well, you're our guy, <laughs> Steve Shelp, and on behalf of Kevin Ricca. Thank you very much. And Tim Strachan. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate and you, buddy. Oh, you're welcome, guys. We want to say thanks. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible. <laughs>